0: Hello, hello, what is up my ladies, gents, and others? Not that long ago, I went to Chinatown, and I gotta say, rain or shine, I've been there so many times, rain or shine, it is beautiful, and there's always something new to see. And to uh, give a bit of history, Chinese immigrants looked for work along the railroads back in the 1800s. Afterwards, they faced a lot of oppression from Americans wherever they went. Then in Chicago, a whole community of Chinese immigrants settled in some neighborhoods looking for work. They were buying houses and starting up stores and hair salons, among other things. They had to move the community around a lot and had to fight for a number of reasons. Fast forward to present day, Chinatown is a bunch of Asian neighborhoods with a lively business district. To put in simpler terms, it turned into a bit of a tourist attraction. Someone said they can explore all of Chinatown in two hours, maybe even less. I say to that, not really. Need more wiggle room to not just look and move on, but stop and see the culture that's there. To see how it's different from your own neighborhood. Now to be entirely honest, the Chinatown Square and the stores around the Chinatown Gate have a very touristy and whitewashed vibe to it. But to start off, Chinatown Square is a largely visited outdoor sort of mall in Chinatown bit of description and background, according to chicagopublicart.blogspot.com, Chinatown Square is the reclamation of 45 acres from a former railroad yard. Constructed in 1993, it hosts a two-tier outdoor retail and commercial space with a variety of restaurants and shops. Around the open square, 12 bronze sculptures of animals and Chinese zodiacs sit upon individual pedestals. Each statue was sponsored by private donors who contributed to the Chinese Museum's Endowment Fund, and the works were commissioned to the Xi'anmen University Art Dep- Department in Xi'an, Puzhan, People's Republic of China. The square is often used for celebrations and cultural events, which I honestly find very cool. The zodiacs there are just so beautiful, even though they have been a bit demolished because the plaques are gone, but the sculptures themselves are still there, which is still pretty cool. I'm pretty sure you guys don't want a description of every single store, but um, I will point out a couple, like how there are numerous stores that sell foreign alcohol stores solely dedicated to just a shitload of alcohol and then stores dedicated solely to candy which is not easy to find in America and then there's also this grocery store for those who cook Asian cuisine. It's not like your typical Whole Foods, or Aldi, or Walmart, or anything American for that matter. They have dried food, different types of noodles, different types of coffee, and not many American name brand items. The majority, if not all, of the things there are in a foreign language, in a foreign alphabet. That is one place I found no ethnic race other than Asian. It's interesting because there are grocery stores like this around where I live. Places that only have Hispanic foods and brands, and are only shopped at by people who are Hispanic. I never really found this out of the ordinary. That is until I went to one with a friend who's Caucasian, and doesn't spend all too much time in these kinds of stores. They were quite fascinated and puzzled by this which I found funny. The Asian grocery store was where I realized where they were coming from. I was fascinated and puzzled. Then I should also mention this uh, not as explored bookstore in the upper level. The majority of the upper level doesn't have gift shops or sweet shops or salons and other things like on the main level. They're more like actual places where people would come if they needed insurance or take their kid to karate class. Like, normal stores. There's a lot of emptiness up there as well. The bookstore is just something that blends in. There's a lot of traditional old texts, traveling books, children's books, and other things. Though, this place is small. Like, my living room might be bigger than this store. It was peaceful and quiet. My friend and I went in and didn't know if we should be whispering didn't understand any of the books in there because everything was in a different language. Didn't know how to really exist in there because it was really quiet. And so we explored around the books and they looked very interesting. And the people were just minding their own business. It was weird. But very interesting to see. I just wanted to point that out. Now, moving on to the Chinatown Gate and the stores around the Chinatown Gate. They are very beautiful. I've seen the Chinatown Gate like up close and it is aged beautifully, honestly. I don't know, I don't know any other word to describe it other than beautiful and artistic, very well designed. And then the stores themselves have turned a bit towards seasons. A lot of people come and visit Chinatown. I've seen so many schools visit, so many groups of people visit, and so most likely, as you enter the store, you will be bombarded by mystery boxes and iHeartChicago knickknacks like keychains, magnets, bags, umbrellas. I don't know underwear. <laughs> But after you get past that, you see a lot of amazing stuff that you would never see in, like, a Toys R Us or, I don't know, a mall. You see different sorts of toys, tea sets, glassware, metalworks, keychains, bracelets, they have beautifully designed bracelets, also elaborate gadgets, and toys, action figures, weirdly enough, body pillows, among other things. Other stores sell Chinese zodiac related things. Other stores sell plants and swords and anything in a wet weed stream. <laughs> But there's also, uh, restaurants that are very traditional Asian cuisine that are very interesting to visit and have a bite. And if you're ever in town, I highly, highly, HIGHLY suggest getting the Thai ice cream. It is expensive as hell. You could probably get five ice creams at McDonald's for the same price but it is completely worth it because they have different flavors, they add multiple toppings, it is like amazing and a hundred percent worth paying like seven dollars for this thing that will most likely melt in a half hour. And um also another very very interesting part of the town that not a lot of people see is a small buddhist temple. At first glance, from the outside, it looks like just another weird gift shop, maybe a very sketchy one, and walking in you see a hallway, a gift shop to the right that nobody would ever enter because god damn those prices, but uh, down the hallway you see the temple itself, and You, of course, have to take off your shoes and you enter into like these three shrines or altars or whatever. I don't really know that much about the culture, and it was interesting to see that side, because I've never really seen Buddhist culture. I'm Catholic. I usually only set foot in Catholic churches, and to see this temple was very, I guess, enlightening? I don't know, that sounds bougie and douchey. Oh hey, it rhymes. It must mean something. (laughs) And so I've been in there with other people, with like friends and family, and seeing their reaction and sharing that experience is also very invigorating. And I guess it was interesting to see something different, and I highly suggest visiting and donating, because hardly ever anybody go in there, and I don't know. Okay, what I have talked about in this episode is not enough, and if you feel like going somewhere cool, highly suggest going to Chinatown and checking out all the stores, all of the cool restaurants, getting yourself a nice Thai ice cream, or a crepe. The crepes look adorable, and I guess they taste good. I will have to go try them sometime, and go to the Buddhist temple, and show your specs, and maybe donate. But uh, that'll be where I cut it off. Please tune in to the next one. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye.